From Potomac Fund Management, this is the Conquer Risk Podcast. Join us as we discuss the business of running an RIA firm and the practice of investment management. And now, our hosts. Welcome to the Conquer Risk Podcast. My name is Manish Kata with Potomac Fund Management. As always, I have Jeff Goodnow, the Director of Advisor Education. So the first episode of season two, which started earlier this year, we talked about the building of an investment platform. One of the changes that we wanted to make to the business is to create more of a platform feel and possibly also let IARs join Potomac uh, based on requests, based on sort of how you and I want to make the business future ready and make these big changes. So we said that this was going to be a series, so we wanted to touch back and, and you know update folks on some of the decisions we've made regarding this and also kind of lay out the path forward because we do have some pretty cool updates. So you want to tackle yeah. a couple of the decisions that sort of have come to light? Yeah, so there's uh, like anything, right? We I, And I love the fact that in the, the last one, the first one, you, you said we do reserve the right to change our mind, right? Because this is an evolving process and we're just trying to give everybody some insight into what it, uh, some of the things that we have to decide on and, and go for it. A couple of these things that we had made decisions on was um, the fact that, that we defined our audience, right? And we're really, for the most part, we're looking for those advisors that are, that are probably sole proprietors and they're, you know, 15, 20, 40 million dollars and under. Right, we're not necessarily looking for a great big huge office with forty-seven different uh, uh, advisors in and, the and, fold, and they're not looking for us. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. What yeah. what we're really what it really means is our audience has sort of defined itself in that the smaller advisor like that, let's say under forty million, is probably by themselves, maybe has one other staffer, and that's it. And yeah, so, to be okay. able to come on board with us, that that may make their life easier. Uh, another, okay. and then so okay. go ahead. No, I was going to say another. No, I said. The other, uh, the other one that came up was the BD affiliation that, yeah. that you that you looked into. Yeah. What's, uh, what what do you what say you? Yeah. No. 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 I gave up my seven a few years ago, and I hope I never have to go back. Um, you know, it, look, it's not that that's a bad thing, but you got to know what you do and know what you're good at, and bring on a BD affiliation. It just it is what it is. If somebody's got a large. Uh, a big piece of BD business, then we're just probably not a fit. If they're not ready okay. to just make those clients either advisory clients or they're just not good advisory clients, then well, just not to fit. clarify that that's that's also just for people who come on board with us, right? right? We you know, and that's right. part of this this podcast is to kind of throw in a new wrinkle that that we're 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 right. sort of uh, leading towards, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going we're going to get there. Um, a third one was no rep as portfolio manager business. Uh, that's just not us. We're this is about building a platform. That's this podcast, and that platform is just not going to have. Uh, we don't have the the cap. We don't have the cap- not just the capability. We we just don't want to do that. I mean, we're third party management firm. I've done due diligence on third-party managers most of my career. That's the space that we're good at. So do what you're good at and, and forget the rest. So there you go, okay. a little more definition. And um, uh, so I think the last one, uh, uh, you know, is more about the step. I, I look at it as a step. One of the things I realized was we could have IRs come on board, yes, but what does that mean? Well, that means they're going to have to use our platform. And we said in the last podcast, it's not just a Potomac platform. 
And so what I think we're going to find as we go through this iteration is that the ability for us to come to the table with a solid platform is probably not only the first step, but the biggest step. And it makes it a much easier uh, piece than just, oh, well, do I need to leave my old firm? Do I need to get rid of my own RAA? Instead, let's just talk about the platform itself. Can, okay, can so we make just, that so job rather simpler? Than, so, okay, so, so rather than, in addition to allowing people to come under our RAA, right. we also are sort of leaning towards another option where it's like, you have your RAA, keep it, we'll help support you, but come utilize the technology and yeah. the underlying you know points that we have. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, Okay. So, all right. So, so there let, you go. let me so dive cool. into. There's a couple of things that we want to cover here about updates and things that we've discovered. And so, the first sort of subtopic is that the, the architecture of the platform. How do we plan on building this out? And one of the things that we're big proponents of is is an all-in-one solution. And that wasn't the case before. <laughs> you know, we were proponents of integrating the best-of-breed technology. And over the years, we've learned that that just doesn't work. It doesn't work. There's always something wrong. And frankly, most firms don't have interest in integrating with a competitor. And you'll see more and more people creating sort of this all-in-one. And that's what we want to go after. So from creating to the, the risk questionnaire, financial planning, uh, digital onboarding, and then choosing the custodian. Uh, it will be multi-custodian. In addition, you will also be able to choose the list of managers. And what's important here in this architecture is that you and I – as you know, managers herself sort of specialize in, in being able to pick those managers. But what we don't want to do is just plop down a list of 10 that we revenue share with or right. that, that we think are the popular. We want to create sort of custom to each advisor. Uh, and yes, there might be some you know, similarities across uh, different uh, advisors, but we sort of want to create these curated lists where we can act as an OCIO and say, look, Tell us what managers you want. We'll tell you what we think works, and let's put together sort of a, a custom list. Um, so, what what are your thoughts on those two points? Yeah, absolutely. The, I mean, I've been in this business a long time. Holy crime, Um Yeah. So, <laughs> on that note, the uh, the process that that I have found in my experience in working with advisors when it comes to either using multiple managers or finding another manager to add to their stable is the overwhelmingness of seeing some master list, right? Oh, well, here's 50, here's a hundred, here's a, th I mean, look, and there are some that have hundreds, if not thousands of managers available. And, and it's just this sea of, of names you know it's like looking at a field full of sunflowers well which one's the prettiest hell i don't know right i mean that's it's it just which one do you go pick out the advisor is just too overwhelmed at that so what we want to do is yeah we'll we'll likely have a few different managers that that we happen to know be comfortable with be familiar with that are different types and styles than what we are but that's a very very short list and what we can do instead is to simply add to, as that each advisor needs, add to their list of what they need. It lets us become more familiar with that manager. If they're transitioning, there's a manager they're already using, fine, we can bring them on and make them available to that advisor. But we don't have to just, again, have this monster list that everybody sees and has to sort of filter through. Because what ends up happening, I think this is critical. If there's a big old fat list of managers, 
What ends up happening is the only way the advisor narrows down the field is looking at performance. And that is the wrong and, way and not, to And do not that. in context. Absolutely. Yeah, and just not, not in context. context. Like, Look at any one of our 50 other blogs that we've done yeah. or, or podcasts we've done, and you'll see a bunch of reasons why. So we want to avoid that, and, and this becomes a custom scenario. So I don't want to dig too much into the, the manager list piece, but that's really where we're going with this architecture and the capabilities that we, we are working on. Well, and lastly, one of the uh, the points in the architecture is, is the unbundling, and we've we've this has been a three four year process, and you know we don't have enough details to talk on it right now. But essentially, unbundling of the fee so that different aspects of uh, the services you're providing are charged accordingly, right. uh, and that's a big difference from sort of our all in one approach that we had uh, years ago. So we're bundling the tech, but unbundling the fee. Um, and that's that's sort of the process we want to go at uh, going forward. So, um, with that being said, I know. Do you have anything else to add to the manager list in terms of what you know, sort of your research or or, or thought process is going to be? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a couple of things. Um, you know, one of the one of the things that I think is important as different platforms and so forth that are out there. Um, you know, we're going to be able to do a lot of things. And that is, of course, bring in the managers, as I mentioned before, that maybe you're already using. Good example, most of the folks that I trained uh, in advisory uh, in my former role would have two, three, four managers. Great, right? That's not hundreds. That's Let's bring on two, three, four, so that instead of having four different sets of paperwork, four different sets of people to call for questions, you only have one. We can bring in and curate that list just for you, the individual advisor. And the second, okay. yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to add the SMA part. I, I you know, I, yep. I, I love this part because, and this is a, 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 you know, something that's happened because of the industry. We, we didn't plan on this when we initially started framing this out, but because of the no commission now, uh, the SMA models are available that, you know, may own a, a hundred, 200 stocks, right? That was never an right. option. And I know in your, you know, when you did this in the past, you, it would never be really a recommendation because the commissions would kill people. Yeah. I mean, the trade costs and so forth. And again, you can see our other podcasts. I mean, those are just issues that, that were somewhat insurmountable in order to make it all flow well. And now that, that world has changed very recently, right? So, so that's kind of an exciting proposition. Uh, but there will be managers of, uh, available with lots of different styles and types and so forth. And that's the critical thing because, you know, we've always said that we make a good complement to a lot of other things. We don't expect everybody to do 100% Potomac. You know, that, yeah. that, that, that isn't necessarily the right fit for everybody. And as an advisor and an advisory firm, we realize that. So, so that's really the take on, on the manager piece, right? There's, there's a lot of different things that are going to be available. It's easy for us to curate a list. And the most important piece I want everybody to walk away with is it can be customized to them instead of okay. looking at 100 or 1,000 different managers. Okay. All right, let's put a bow on this thing. I think the, yeah. in, the, one of the conclusions to me is, listen, they, there's going to be tons of technology out there that can do similar to what we're doing. We're not reinventing something no. or putting something out there that has been done. The difference is gonna come down to service. And what I mean by that is as you are an advisor and you're, you're working with the larger firms out there, you're gonna slowly realize that the presentation and the, the, the sizzle is gonna be high. Once you sign up and you have to deal with calling an internal or 1-800-dial-a-ding-dong to get your service, 
that's where it changes. And that's what our plan is, right? The, the sales pitch is ultimately, look, you're calling people who pick up the phone. You're calling, you're going to be a big fish in a small pond because you are going to be a big fish in a small pond. And we're going to service the hell out of you. And that's what we're going to live and die on. Yeah, you know, something that I, I in fact, I had an advisor recently, if it was just yesterday, shared uh, some information of ours with another firm and carbon copied me on the on the deal, some other advisors that he knew. And he said, I think they're, they're a little smaller firm, but that's by design. And I, I, said, I, I just loved it. I was like, that's perfect because that is us. We've always been smaller by design. And the process of us adding this or creating this platform, which we're letting everybody in on as we do it, is exactly that. We, we aren't trying to be a huge entity. We want to know who we work with. Uh, like Cheers, right? the bar where everybody knows your name, that's the deal. You call us, the, the handful of people that it is, you by name, and at, say, hey, I'm having a little issue, or I need some help with this. And you know exactly who it is, and we know you. And that's a very different feel than, than you used my line, a 1-800-dial-a-ding-dong. But, uh, but that's the point of us doing this, right? It brings a whole other avenue and what we feel like is a great value add. Well, us. listen, and, and part, and you, we talked about this this morning. Part of this is what we hate the most in life, and that is picking up the phone and calling Verizon or oh. calling any yeah. other company where you feel that you have no choice, right? You get bounced around. You're trying to explain. Nothing gets accomplished, and it's the most frustrating thing in the world. So what we're trying to turn around and do is those frustrations that we feel on a day-to-day basis working with large firms – we want to get rid of for yeah, an advisor. Absolutely. Right? So with that being said, let's move on to sort of recommendations. And uh, unless you have anything else you want to... No, I, I think we've summed it up pretty well. This is just the, uh, you know, the sort of the stopping point along the way where we thought, okay, we've got enough information to, to be able to... to pass that on and, and let some folks know what's cooking. Well, and, I have and again, one it's thing. an experience. Have, so go for it. I have one thing. So let's, let's do this. Let's, let's tee up the next one maybe. So hopefully in a, in, in a month or two, we'll be able to have, you know, some more insight into the actual technology that we're creating. Right. Uh, possible demos. We may have a, a list of the, the initial list of managers. And I know you're working on continuously adding to that list. Uh, you did some research last quarter and you're going to continue yep. to do that. And those two things I think we'll have, and, and I think we'll have a better understanding of pricing at that point as well. So we'll, we'll stay tuned for that. So with that being said, what do you got this week in terms of recommendations? All right, recommendations. So a, lo- a real popular item these days, whether it be at, at home or on the road or whatever, is a Blackstone grill. They make them in all shapes and sizes. Well, we have a 17-inch Blackstone and recently added the lid because an epiphany that we didn't think about when we first bought our Blackstone grill and it's a propane grill, right? The first bought it was, wait a second, it doesn't come with a lid. You know how hard it is to grill if you don't have a lid? <laughs> Sold separately. I, I mean, oh yeah, and it's almost as much as the, the grill. Okay, so we get the lid. But then the next thing is, well, now I can't just put it back in the box, which is what I was doing to store it in the RV. So the next thing is get get a bag. And this and is the where RV, the problem lies, go. right? Aha! So... I'm going to recommend the Blackstone actually makes this. And what's sad is that I saw it in the beginning and I was too cheap to actually buy it. It's ridiculous how much money I've spent on this Blackstone that my wife wanted now. But they, they make a Blackstone Adventure Ready 17-inch backpack. 
Hey, wait a minute. Backpack for a grill? I have no idea who's going to put a grill on their back and go hiking. I don't know. But what I do know is it's the only thing I could find that actually will take the grill with the new lid that bolts on in one spot. And you can zip it up and it's padded and it, it locks it in place and so forth. I wasted time. I wasted three weeks and and two different iterations from Amazon, and the you know the comments or the ex- explanation of size weren't right in both cases. Mm-hmm. I saw this at Walmart <laughs> a month and a half or two months ago. I should have just bought it. So I got so pissed after the second iteration that was wrong. I'm like Kim, we're going to Walmart tonight. I'm buying a backpack, and I don't care how much it is. So it's like seventy five bucks. Did yeah. you pick up any hand sanitizer while you were there? I thought about it, but they were out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, my uh, let's uh, my recommendation. Uh, you know, I'm a Gary V fan. Oh yeah. And so he started Wine Library way back in the day, and there's this new thing called Wine Text. And so I guess I saw it on Instagram where every day they come out with a new wine. It could be no uh, a special or a vintage, whatever, and they send you a text message, and it says, you know, what the wine is, the points, how much it costs, and all you have to do is click yes text yes and the number of bottles and they'll ship it to you and they, your, your, your credit card and your address are already loaded up so the good part is it's it's super convenient the bad part is i just keep fucking clicking yes and like four bottles and three bottles and so i think i have like 25 bottles at my house now because every, everything looks good and so it's i don't know if it's a recommendation anymore C- now consider it a business it. expense i'm going to be down there in a few weeks so <laughs> we'll We'll have Great. to now you're have to get me in trouble with have the to try some. Uh, no, anyway, uh, no, that that's that's pretty cool. Um, try. It. I mean, listen, I if you if you're an impulsive person, don't do this at all. Um, but uh, you know, if you like wine, and you know that my heart's when you go to the wine store, it's always like, all right, what do I get now? You know, what do I try? You're looking. looking yeah, you want to try, and they just listen. They curating the list of uh, wine managers, and so exactly, um, you know, you just hit yes, and how many do you want? Yeah. Well, that's my deal. I always like to have a couple that I know and enjoy, and then I like to always be trying something else to see what's going to... Yeah, something new. All right. Well, easy enough. Thanks uh, to everybody for watching and listening. Like, subscribe, give us a, a little tidbit on our website, the comment or connect us page of what you, what else we can cover for you, and we'll keep you posted on this series as well. Thanks. Thanks. Later. All opinions expressed by podcast guests are solely their own and do not reflect the opinions of Potomac Fund Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Potomac Fund Management may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast. 